are in a series right now titled Choices. How many of you struggle at times and you, you aren't afraid to admit it? How many of you struggle at times with choices? Okay, yeah, I, I do. Uh, in fact, often I, I struggle with choices, but it's so important. Uh, this morning we're going to talk about consistency, and it's so important that we as Christ followers, we're making consistent choices that lead to the health of our, our spirituality and our relationship with Jesus. Uh, you've heard it said a few times, but the quality of your decisions determines the quality of your life. Here's something about successful people. Successful people do consistently what other people do occasionally. What we, what we repeatedly do sh- uh, shapes our lives. How many of you believe that to be true? Yes. Listen, the consistent choices that we make, is it, has anybody watched the time at all? Because you're going to have to start shouting a little bit louder as we get uh, close to 1030 because we're running over a little bit and I'm going to start talking fast. If, if I talk too fast, that is not tongues. No interpretation is required. I'll slow down. Listen, if we want to be effective in life, it's not what we do once in a while that shapes our lives. It's what we do consistently. Last week, I shared a little bit just about my own journey of trying to get healthier and and lose some weight because when I moved to Cornelius three years ago, I just started putting on the pounds, pound after pound after pound. And now since January 1st, I am making the choices. It it really is a choice to lose the weight, to do what I need to do, lose weight. I haven't exercised much except for the move in the past few weeks. Almost every free chance I get, I'm back over. I took the trampoline down this weekend, got a bunch of stuff uh, done over there. Uh, But I'm consistently making choices to lose weight. How many of you have ever got on the bandwagon because you saw an ad on Facebook or YouTube or you're watching TV of the newest diet trend? Anybody ever just jump on, okay, that looks like a great pill. It's supposed to let me lose 150 pounds in two days. I'm buying that one. And so you take out your credit card and you order it and you take the pill and it does nothing for you, right? And then it's like a whole nother six months or maybe your New Year's resolution where you decide again that I'm going to lose weight. Listen, it's not the once in a while. You can't lose weight because of a New Year's resolution, You have to make consistent choices. The same is with our relationship with Jesus. Think about the closest relationship you have here on earth. If you're married, I'm hoping that's your spouse. If not, let's pray afterwards. (laughs) Think about the closest relationship you have here on earth, and then think of why that relationship is so close. Consistency, right? Consistency. In fact, I have a friend that I grew up in with. He's a, he's a pastor in uh, Concord, and we were so close. We were like, we were like brothers, literally like brothers. Uh, we went all the way through uh, elementary school and junior high and high school together, and he's, he's a few years older than me. But, and then we roomed together our first year of college. We were so close. But you know what happened after we moved away from college? We're not so close anymore. I still love him, and when I see him, man, it brings back so many great memories, but we're not close. Why? Because we didn't consistently reach out to each other and strive to continue that relationship. Listen, God's purpose and plan for our lives aren't discovered through a time of dynamic prayer and worship. His purpose and plan aren't imparted to us during one powerful church service. We may get a glimpse of what God has for us in these moments, But to experience all that he has for us, we must be consistently drawing close. We must consistently pursue him. We must consistently make the choices that position us to experience him. You know, there's so many conditions in the Bible, and I'm not fond of all of them, but they're true. And one of those conditions is this, that God would draw close to me if what? 
Yeah, we forget that. We forget that part. So many times we're crying out to God and we're wanting him to draw close to us. And it's very easy to experience that. It's me drawing close to him. And that has to be a consistent thing. I'm so thankful for you guys. I'm so thankful for the East Lincoln family. I love, love, love being here on Sunday morning. But this is not enough for me. It's not enough for me. I have to make sure that I'm consistently throughout the week drawing close to Jesus. So think about your life. There are, many, there are many things that you stay consistent with. Most of you wake up every day. Thank you. I was like, what? either they're all still sleeping or that joke was just too dry to even get a chuckle. But thank you. I think you were just appeasing me. But How many of you enjoy getting a paycheck every week, every two weeks, every month? How... You, how many of you would say, man, it would be a problem if that paycheck wasn't consistent? Consistency is important, right? How many of you are fairly consistent with eating? Anybody? I'm already thinking about lunch. Uh, please, everybody raise your hand. If you're lying, that's okay. We'll pray afterwards. How many of you are consistent with brushing your teeth? Everybody raise your hand. Everybody raise your hand. We, I love that. I love that you're consistent. We're consistent with getting dressed. We're consistent with breathing. We're consi- There's so many things in our life that we're consistent with, but one of the most important things we should be consistent with, sometimes we're not so consistent in our relationship with Jesus. So what do you think would happen if you consistently practiced drawing close to him? What do you think would happen? I think the same thing that happened between Jesus and the Father would happen between you and the Father if we consistently did what Jesus did. He stayed in constant, consistent communication with Father God. Let's look at Daniel chapter 6, verses 1 through 4, and then we're going to reference verse 10 and also 23. Let Let me read through this just for the sake of context, even though our time is short. Darius the Mede decided to divide the kingdom into 120 provinces, and he appointed a high officer to rule over each province. The king also chose Daniel and two others as as administrators to supervise the high officers and protect the king's interests. Verse 3, Daniel soon proved himself more capable than all the other administrators and high officers. Because of Daniel's great ability, the king made plans to place him over the entire empire. Then the other administrators and high officers began searching for some fault in the way Daniel was handling government affairs, and that just like people. But they couldn't find anything to criticize or condemn. He was faithful, always responsible, and completely trustworthy. Verse 10, but when Daniel learned that the law had been signed, he went home and knelt down as usual In his upstairs room, with its windows open toward Jerusalem, he prayed three times a day, just as he had always done, giving thanks to his God. The last verse I want to reference is verse 23. The king was overjoyed overjoyed and ordered that Daniel be lifted from the den. We know the story, right? Not a scratch was found on him. Listen to this, for he had trusted in his God. So let's look at Daniel's life real quickly. The first thing is this, Daniel's consistency positioned him for promotion. We see that in verses three and four. It says that he was always faithful and always responsible. See, Daniel wasn't just sometimes faithful. He just wasn't sometimes responsible because he was consistent in these areas. He was placed in a very high position. 
even above his abilities. And we do see in that verse that Daniel was also growing in his ability, but it was his faithfulness and always being responsible that promoted him to this highest level of authority. It even says in the Bible, there was those that opposed him, but they couldn't find anything, anything to criticize or condemn. Man, when I, when I read that verse again, and I've read this verse a, a few times, I've, I've been through scripture quite often. When I read that, man, it, it really hit me because I asked that question of myself. Could that be said of me? The answer to that is no. There are things in my life that could be criticized and condemned. There are things in my life that don't exactly look like Jesus. But what we see in the life of Daniel, especially in this area of authority, is he excelled because he was faithful and responsible. The second thing is this. Daniel didn't learn to trust God in the lion's den, but in his consistent times of prayer. We see that in verse 10, 16, verse 20, if you read the chapter. Listen, Daniel served God consistently and faithfully. Man, I I hate that, and I'm not saying this about you guys, because you guys are awesome, but I hate the fact that the the church culture in America really revolves around a service, and I'm a Christian if I attend a service. I'm a churchgoer if I attend a service. Listen, back when I was growing up, we would say that those uh, that were really engaged in church were at church at least twice a week. Do you know that now, those that are engaged in work is just considered being at church at least twice a month? So if you attend church or a church funk twice a month, you're considered engaged in America. I don't know what it is around the world, but I don't think that that's, that doesn't seem very consistent to me. Listen, Daniel didn't just begin to trust God because now he's in the lion's den and he's facing lions. Daniel always trusted God. He was consistent in the things that were needed to build relationship with God. He didn't cry out to him just because there was trouble. And listen, I fall there sometimes too. My cry to God is a lot different when I'm in trouble than when I'm not. Some of you are shaking your head, so you're there with me. He didn't learn to trust God just in the lion's den. He was consistent. Look at the third thing. Daniel chose his habits, and his habits shaped his life. I, I, I use the word habits a lot, too, and sometimes I feel like that's not spiritual enough, but I think it's accurate. Daniel chose his habits, and his habits shaped his life. Listen, you can't avoid this. Your habits will shape your life. Your habits will be something that you're known for. Daniel 6.10 says, but when Daniel learned that the law had been signed, he went home and listen to this. There's two phrases that we're going to look at. He went home and knelt down as usual. Not for the first time that week, not for the first time that month, not not for the first time that year. It says that he knelt down as usual. Daniel was kneeling before God consistently. And it goes on to say in his upstairs room with the windows open toward Jerusalem, listen to this, he prayed three times a day just as he had always done. Come on, I I don't think it takes much of reading into this to believe that it wasn't just over his meals he was praying. I pray, I pray three times a day. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner. <laughs> now, Daniel was consistent in his times of prayer. 
He knelt down as usual. He had this place. I believe that it was probably as specific as maybe even the, the, the floor where he knelt was kind of worn a little bit, even if it was stone, because it was usual for him to go kneel down before God and have this conversation with God at least three times a day. Daniel chose his habits, and his habits shaped his life. The, the, the very thing is true in our own lives. So how do we grow in consistency? The first thing is this, start with, start with the why. Start with the why. There's been a few times in my life where I've, I've had to shift from just trying to do something to settling in the place of this. If I don't do this, my relationship with Jesus will suffer. One of, the, one of the hardest things to choose to be a habit of, a spiritual habit, is giving or tithing, right? There were so many times, and we've been consistent throughout our entire marriage with tithing and giving, but there's so many times in the back of my mind, I'm like, well, maybe I'll just wait till next time. No, I've got to be consistent in this. I've got to be consistent in my prayer. I've got to be consistent in my worship. But I start with why. And the reason why is this. Because if I want to draw close to Jesus, if I want to draw close to the Father, these spiritual habits have to be consistent in my life. And what a blessing. Oftentimes I pray before we worship. Even this morning, I believe I prayed it. I probably did because it's a habit uh, with our worship team saying, God, would our worship this morning just be a blessing to you? Could we, in these moments where we, we receive so much, could our voices being lifted, our instruments being played, could it be a blessing to you? Think about the why. Don't just try to start forming habits. Think about the result and what, what you receive from forming these spiritual habits. Start with the why. The second thing is this, and I, lo I love this. Fail forward. Does anybody else, does that comfort you just a little bit? Fa it's okay to fail forward. Again, if we go back to the whole diet thing, or oh, let's just go, let's go to reading scripture. How many of you have ever set a resolution? I ask you to raise your hands a lot. Uh, how many of you at, at the beginning of a year, and let's just say it was this year and last year and the year before, or you've done it several times, you said, man, I'm gonna read my Bible every day this year. Has anybody ever made that resolution? Okay, I'm not gonna ask you to raise your hand if you failed in that resolution. But many times I hear that as being one of the rest. This year I'm going to read the Bible every day. And you get excited until like the fourth day. And then the fourth day, it's a little bit more difficult. My encouragement to you is this. If you're not a morning person, don't set that, side, that time aside to spend with Jesus. Because <laughs> he don't like you then either. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Jesus likes you all. He likes you all the time. He likes you all the time. I'm dangling here. But find a time when, when you say, man, what's the why? What's the why? The why is, man, I want to draw close to Jesus, and therefore I'm going to choose to read the Bible every day. And when you don't, like just don't give up. Well, shoot, I'll start over next month or next year. Or no, just pick it up. Whenever it's brought to your attention, whenever you remember, maybe there's some conviction around this. Just pick your Bible up and begin to read, right? Be consistent, and if you fail, fail, fail for it. Being consistent isn't the same. Listen to this. This is important. Being consistent isn't the same as being perfect. Let me say that one more time because that deserved a few little more amens. <laughs> being consistent isn't the same as being perfect. Husbands, look to your wife and say, see? <laughs> 
Being consistent isn't the same as being perfect, so fail forward. When you do realize that you've failed in an area of life, just pick up there. Our God is a redeeming God. He's a forgiving God. The Bible says his mercies are new every morning, so pick up with that knowledge. When you fail or miss a day, start fresh the very next day. Look at the third thing. Fall in love with the process. I know that's a strong statement, but I think that's important for us. Fall in love with the process. You are not just successful when you achieve your future goal. You are successful when you honor God today. So I want to fall in love with the process. Whatever that might be, whatever decisions that you're making, whatever commitment you're trying to make, especially when it comes to our transformation, becoming more like Jesus. Don't just say, man, I've got to be more like Jesus. So when I fail, now I feel all this guilt and all this shame. And no, say, I want to be more like Jesus. So I'm going to fail forward. And if, and if I fail, I'm going to pick myself up and I'm going to fall in love with the process. Can you imagine what would change in your life if you fell in love with the time that you're spending with Jesus? Can you imagine what would happen in your life if you fell in love with the sound of his voice, with the feeling of his touch? Because that's what he desires. God desires to speak to us, to touch us so that we would experience him. And I know that might sound a little, ooh, I don't know about all that. He desires us, and what if we fell in love with that? What if we fell in love with the process? So it's not just about choosing habits that draw me close. Man, I'm falling in love with every part of the process. Every step that I take of drawing close to Jesus, I'm falling in love with that. Listen, I know that there's, uh, I would say that I read God's word just about every day. But there's been times where I wake up and I, my intent is to read God's word and spend some time with him and then I just get busy. I get really distracted. Squirrel. I get really distracted easily. And, you know, my cleaning habits is, you know, I pick this up and I'm like, oh, man, this has got to go over there. And so then I put it over there and I'm like, oh, man, this, this has got to go over there. And I just move around the house a lot. I move around my room and nothing ever really gets done because of the distraction. So it happens. It happens where I wake up and then I'm like, oh, man, I, all of a sudden my day's going. I'm like, I didn't take that time. And then I'm like, well, I'm going to do that this evening. And then the evening comes and I'm tired and the, the house is crazy because all my kids. And, uh, and then I'm like, oh, man, I'm just so tired. If I try. And, then you, and then that's not a good time because then you pull, your, you pull the Bible out and then you're, <laughs> right? But if I fall in love with the process, because the reality is this, and I'm not saying this just because she sits here, because she knows this to be true. I love, love, love being with my wife. And most of the time when I'm driving, any chance that I get, I'm either listening to worship music or I'm speaking to her on the phone, right? At least as much as she can because she's at home with my kids and it gets a little. But I love, listen, I have been developing in my life over the past few decades. I just love spending time with Jesus. I love it. I love it. And I, I'm, I'm familiar with, enough with his voice now where I'm just like, man, I love hearing his voice. And sometimes that voice in a very forgiving and merciful way is, look, dude, <laughs> you got to do better. <laughs> you got to do better. Stop getting so distracted. Just listen to me. Listen to me. Does God have to do that with anybody else besides me? I'm like, I'm, I'm listening, I'm praying, and then all of a sudden I'm distracted by something, and he's like, no, hey, pay attention. <laughs> Fall in love with the process because the journey is so, so important. Listen, our team... 
In fact, Pastor Stan was here earlier. Wasn't it good to see him? Uh, Pastor Stan has helped to develop a seven-day challenge, and I want to present this to you this morning. Everybody pull out your phones, your smart devices. Listen, this isn't something that we're going to be checking up on. As far as I know, we don't know who has done this or who hasn't done this. But in, in helping you to, to uh, find choices or, or habits that help you draw close to Jesus, this seven-day challenge has been developed, and I think it's going to be an awesome tool for you. Listen, I, I, I will be honest with you to say this. There, there's been times in my life with some very important things that I've actually asked Siri to remind me of. Hey, Siri, today's pretty busy. <laughs> remind me to, to read my word tonight. I, I'm really not good at words of affirmation with my family. I think I affirm and encourage others, but it's just been difficult with my family. And my son, uh, that's his love, my oldest son, that's his love language. And I literally had to, Siri's talking to me. Uh, I literally had to put a reminder in my phone to, to affirm my son. And I know that sounds horrible. But this, this is what it is to start forming these habits. And if you need a reminder, then do whatever it takes to remind you. And I believe this seven-day challenge is going to help. So choosing to consistently make right choices is one of the greatest habits we can establish. Listen, we want to invite you to participate in this challenge designed with this in mind, consistency. So if you want to accept that challenge, you can use your phone right now and you can text, text the word CHOICES to 704-486-9664. I believe the number is on the screen. There it is. Or you can also scan that barcode there. I think you could probably even do that from your seat. And if you do this, each day you'll be challenged with one right choice to focus on that day. Isn't that awesome? So we've got at least a seven-day plan, and hopefully at the end of the seven days, maybe you even repeat the seven days, or you find some other things or other ways to remind you to spend time with Jesus. But if you haven't done that consistently in your life, Find some ways to remind you. There is nothing, listen to me, there's nothing more important than your relationship with Jesus. Nothing more important. If you want your relationship with your wife to grow stronger and you want to fall deeper in love with your wife, fall deeper in love with Jesus. If you want to be a better father or a better mother, fall deeper in love with Jesus. If you want to be a better boss, a better neighbor, fall deeper in love with Jesus because that's where everything starts. When I become more like him, Everything else falls into place. Everything else. And this, this seven-day challenge and this tool that we have is just that. It's just a tool to help you where it's going to remind you each day to spend a specific focus. They have some different topics, and we'll have leaders lead you in that time. Uh, so I think it's going to be a wonderful tool if you struggle to find these habits. Let's close our eyes. Listen, the secret to your success is found in your, in your daily routine. It's found in the decisions that you make moment by moment. And, and I know for me, it's, it's, been a, it's been a pretty constant thing in life, even by the year. I don't really like to use the word New Year's resolutions, but at the, especially at the beginning of every year. But for me, I have to do it at least once a month, sometimes once a day, where I ask the Holy Spirit, Holy Spirit, reveal to me what needs to change so I can become more like Jesus. So I can become more like Jesus because I want to bring his hope and his love and his forgiveness to those around me that, that need just that. They need Jesus. 
want to ask this this morning, and we're not going to embarrass you. I'm not going to call you from your seats. And, um, but if you're here this morning, and here I am talking about Jesus and consistent time with him. Maybe you're here this morning, and, and you've said, I've never acknowledged Jesus as my Lord and Savior. Here, here's the reality of this. I know many times we've heard that you receive Jesus, and, and I believe it's more about us surrendering our lives to him. So that's the start. When we talk about this consistency in life, it starts with us surrendering our life to Jesus. If you're here this morning and you've never done that, and you would like to this morning, if you would just lift your hands, I just want to pray with you. I'm not going to call you up and, and embarrass you or anything. I just want to, I want to pray with you. And, and I believe that in those moments, uh, Jesus becomes your Savior, and man, a new life begins. The Bible actually says you become new. Isn't that awesome? So if that's you this morning and you'd like to acknowledge Jesus as your Lord and Savior for the first time, if you want to surrender your life, your heart to him, just raise your hand up and just leave it up for a few seconds so I make sure I don't miss anybody. I didn't see any hands go up. If, uh, if you did raise your hand and I missed it, I would love to pray uh, with you afterwards. But if nobody raised their hands, then that means we're all Christ followers. So let's just take these last few moments. God, as we've gone through the message today talking about consistency, I would, I would, it's probably safe to say that each one of us in here needs to be more consistent in our relationship with you. That we need to spend more time with you. We need to read, read your word more. We need to spend time in worship more. We need to be silent and still more. So God, I pray that this week, as we, as we go through this seven-day challenge, that it doesn't end after seven days, doesn't end on Saturday, but we have begin to form habits in our life where we stay consistent in drawing close to you. Man, you are an awesome God, and you love us. You love us so much, and we praise you for that. In Jesus' name, amen. <laughs>